Welcome to Dear Bianca. We are back for another episode of Dear Bianca. This is a solo episode and I honestly have to look back to see when my last solo episode was. Please hold. It was back at the end of May, the X-Files, to keep or not to keep gifts from an ex. (laughs) Well, we are almost two months since my last solo episode. First, I want to welcome all of my new subscribers to Dear Bianca. I'm so fucking happy to have you here. It has not even been a year since I launched my podcast. So to see how much it's grown since last October is really incredible and so fulfilling. And I don't know, I just feel so grateful. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of the platform that I have created. It's been amazing connecting with so many humans around the world. I can't thank you enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. I just have to say that I did not plan for this solo episode. I actually met with Mickey Wilde a few weeks ago. She came to my apartment. We recorded an amazing, funny, hot, like, I don't know, just like all the things. And I was so excited to release it. That episode was what was, that sounds fucking weird. (laughs) I cracked myself up. That episode was supposed to be released instead of this one, okay? And that clearly is not the case because my laptop decided to basically fucking blow up and stop working a few days ago and I lost every piece of content that I ever created. Everything is gone. Gone, bye, see you in fucking space. My content is made up of one star in the sky now. Who the fuck knows where it goes? Apple is supposed to be top of the top and they are for the most part, right? But like, how can you not get any of my files back? They're like, you should have uploaded it to the cloud. I don't know that shit. Whatever. Maybe I should know that shit. I really should. I mean, I have a podcast. I should have all forms of backup. You know what I mean? It is my fault. I take full responsibility for the shit, but like, fuck, everything is gone. So I had to reach out to Mickey and be like, baby girl, I'm sorry. Our episode is donezo, but it's all good and everything happens for a reason. So I am going to either fly to LA and her and I will record a podcast there or we'll do it next time she's in New York. It will be at some point this year. So stay fucking tuned because she's amazing. We get into a lot of shit and I'm, oh, I was just so happy about it and whatever. We're going to redo it. All right. So It is July 20th, and it's been quite a while since we wrapped up Pride Month. I hope everyone had an amazing Pride Month. For those of you, it was your first Pride. How did you feel? How was it? I hope you went wild. I hope you went out, met some hotties, and made new friends, and did all of the things. New York City Pride is always a shit show, a good shit show for the most part. I went out only one of the nights because there's only so much I can handle at this point in my life. And naturally, I drank way too much, but whatever. Shocker. I had the best time. I went to Henrietta's in New York City for the first time. 
I typically have always gone to Cubbyhole and I love Cubbyhole. It's a dive bar. It's cute. It's fun. But it just gets way too fucking packed on the regular. So during Pride Weekend, you are like sardines in this already small dive bar. And it's just not the most comfortable space to be in. So we decided to bypass that and go straight to Henrietta's. And I was super excited because Henrietta's is one of the three lesbian bars in the city. And I had never been to it. So we roll up. And it was the best unexpected time. The music was great. We had room to breathe, (laughs) which is important. Um, But yeah, it was just overall a really fucking good time. So I hope Pride lived up to everyone's standards this year. On Instagram earlier today, I posted a story asking you guys to submit questions to me. And a bunch of you submitted. So first of all, thank you for participation. But before I get to that, there are just some like recent topics that I want to address. Some personal, some generic that everyone probably knows. So let's get into it. My personal story is that I have to go on another bachelorette party in August in Austin. I'm just going to pause there for a second. I may even say it again. I will be in the city of Austin during the month of August. I'm sweating just fucking thinking about it. It's one of my best, best, best friends bachelorette parties. And I'm one so excited for her because she's been wanting to get married for a little while and she's finally getting married. So I'm excited for her and that it's like all coming to life. But like whose fucking idea was it? Like who made the final decision for us to go to Austin, Texas during the hottest month of the year. Like I would love to know who made this final decision. And honestly, I might text the group chat right now and be like, who fucking decided this? But bachelorette parties have no rules these days. I feel like no one takes anyone into consideration. Okay, that's a lie. I'm being fucking dramatic. That's a lie. I know the brides take everyone in their bridal party into consideration, but like, whatever. Either way, I'm going to die. I was looking at the temperatures over the past few weeks and there were days where it reached 120. I love the heat. Like I want the sun shining in my face all fucking day. I'm excited to get tan. I'm excited for a little glow. I'm excited to drink with a bunch of girls. Are they all straight? Yes. But what are you going to do? I can flourish a little bit because I'm the only gay one. But what else is fucking new? On this bachelorette party, there are going to be, I think, like 15 or 16 of us. The bride has 15 bridesmaids. I don't even know if I have 15 people on my fucking contacts in my phone. Like 15 bridesmaids. This is actually my last best friend who is getting married. So I guess we're going out with a bang. Speaking of me going on a bachelorette party, let's talk about The Bachelorette on ABC for a hot sec. I've been watching the seasons for the past few years and every season, I don't know why. Every season it starts and I'm like, why in the fuck am I taking time out of my day to watch this dumb shit? It actually is horrible. The storyline, the men on this season are horrible. I'm not even crazy about The Bachelorette. She like kind of bores me a little bit. It's just like, do we have anyone in America with a fun personality? 
There is no one in America that are better candidates than what we have on this show right now. I mean, it really is like if you haven't watched this season yet and you were planning on watching it, please don't fucking waste your time. Noah Beck. I need to touch on him really quick because he has come into my life since the start of COVID. Like that's when I got TikTok for the first time because no one else was doing shit with their lives. We were just literally wearing masks and scrolling on TikTok. (laughs) So that's the first time I saw Noah Beck. And I was like, who is this handsome dude? He's so cute. Like you could just feel his energy and how genuine he is through a phone, which is pretty wild. Like not everyone comes across that way. I don't know. I just love his energy. And so naturally his content continues to pop up on my For You page from time to time. And I just came across a clip from a podcast that he was on and the title was like, Noah Beck has never done what? And long story short, he says that he has never taken a sip of alcohol in his entire life or smoked anything in his whole life. And not that he listens to this podcast and not that anyone who listens to my podcast actually gives a shit about Noah Beck, but I had to bring it up because I think that's fucking amazing. I mean, I don't know how he has gone his entire life thus far, not taking even a sip of alcohol, but that's admirable. (laughs) Like, holy fuck. I could even understand if you maybe had a few beers when you were in high school or you had a few beers in college or at some point in like your early 20s and then you decided, you know what, drinking is just not for me and you cut it out, go forward. But like to commit to yourself that you will never take a sip of alcohol in your life, good for you. The clarity in his bloodstream must be unfucking believable It's literally gold. He's gold. He is a human made of gold in every sense of the way. He's beautiful, amazing personality, a good guy. <laughs> I'm speaking to him as if I, he's my fucking best friend. He has no clue I exist. But he just seems like a roundabout guy. And I hope he finds an amazing person to share his life with because he's a pretty big influencer and I feel like he's probably surrounded by bullshit energy all the time. Universe, just let it all work out for him. The last thing I want to address before I get into all of these questions that you guys submitted Like I mentioned, I have a ton of new subscribers to the podcast, literally thousands of you, but the number of ratings on Spotify and Apple Podcasts are like less than 1% of you. Can you guys do me a favor, please? When you go on to Spotify and or Apple Podcasts to listen to my episodes, please tap that ratings button and give me whatever your heart desires. But fuck, I hope it's like above a three at least. I'm shooting for four or fives here. Ultimately, I just want to get the number of ratings up to help other queers in the community find this beautiful space and to join it with us. So thank you. All right, let's get into these motherfucking questions. I'm reading these questions off of my phone, so I apologize if there's a pause or if I have to stutter because their questions either don't make sense or I'm going to bypass them. Okay, question one. What's been your favorite episode? Ooh, honestly, I love all of the guests that I've had on my show. I mean, they were on my show for a reason because I feel like I connected with them in some way. But the first episode that I 
really felt was a moving point on the podcast for me was my episode with Clara Cox. Um, I think she's the first guest that I had on my podcast. So I know I have two episodes all about me, one and two. But then the next one is Clara. And the way she speaks to her perception and her experiences was just like mind blowing to me. She is so fucking well spoken that after we recorded, I looked at her and I was like, wow, you are an incredible human being. And like, thank you for opening my soul in ways that I truly did not expect you to. I don't know. Just go listen to it. I fucking love that episode. The next episode that always comes to mind is my podcast with Liam Lazor. He's a transgender man. And not only is his story absolutely incredible and mind-blowing in ways for almost everyone who listens to it, but he has become one of my good friends and we stay in touch quite frequently. He's actually one of the people that I went out to pride with in New York City and I met some of his friends, whatever. Um, But Liam is such an amazing person, has one of the biggest hearts that I've ever had the pleasure of connecting with. And I just can't thank him enough for coming into this space and sharing his journey with me. It has been not only so educational for me, but like I said, for everyone who listens to it. So that's another huge one. All right, next question. Future of Dear Bianca. I'm going to articulate that to what's the future of Dear Bianca, I think you're asking. Um, So I don't know. I mean, obviously this platform has been the most special thing in my life thus far, honestly. I just feel so fulfilled knowing that this is an experience in my life now. And obviously, I'm going to continue to try and grow this podcast as much as I can, as quickly as I can, because I think the conversations that we have on here are very relatable to what the queer community goes through. And I can't tell you like how many times I have met people or they have sent me messages to just thank me to say, thank you for even existing and for creating this podcast. I wish I had something like this when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, like something to relate to. And so knowing that I can be that voice for people and the guests on my show can be that voice is fucking amazing. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But there are so many queer individuals that don't know I exist. And that's why I also lean on my fans and my followers to share with whoever they know and to help me build this space. We're in this together. It's like one big dear Bianca family. So thank you. Okay. Are you more into mask lesbians or femme lesbians or footches, or no preference. (laughs) Footches. That's something that Mickey and I uh, spoke to in our episode that is now not airing. Um, First, I need to address that I don't like the word footch. I hate it. I fucking hate it. It sounds like a skin disease on your foot. Like it's just not cute. It's not sexy. Someone needs to come up with something different. Um, I do not like to put myself into a box in regards to who I'm typically physically attracted to. 
Number one, I always just naturally gravitate towards someone's energy. But if I were to speak about physicality, like naturally, I do typically find myself more physically attracted to femme lesbians. I've also had a history of hooking up with mainly straight girls throughout my 20s. Um, So a lot of straight women are also typically femme presenting. But I will say, I have come across some women who are a little bit more mask and I'm into it. I think they're hot. It depends. It really depends. There's no criteria of who I'm usually physically attracted to. I'm like truly all over the fucking map. But always for me, it's energy. And that's not something that anyone can do. It's just like if our souls vibe, we vibe. All right. Next question. I am in love with a girl that likes to play with my emotions. What's your advice? Ooh, okay. (laughs) Didn't expect it to get real deep real quick. So first of all, I think everyone in this world or almost everyone has been in a situation where you are in love with someone, but that person is not very direct or straightforward with you. It's like you're on a fucking roller coaster. You're attached to a fucking yo-yo going up and down. Like one day they like you, one day they don't. One day they smother you with attention. The next day they're nowhere to be fucking found. (laughs) Like everyone goes through an experience like that, what it all comes down to, and to keep my response nice and short, is the foundation of knowing your self-worth. A therapist that I had years ago once told me, we accept the love that we think we deserve. So if we think we deserve to love someone who plays with our emotions and doesn't put us first and et cetera, et cetera, if we think we deserve that, That's what we are going to continue to attract. That's what we're going to continue to put up with. But if you hold yourself to a higher standard and you're like, I'm fucking gold and I want to be in love with someone who makes me feel like they're in love with me back, you're not going to take shit or spend your time and energy connecting with someone who is ultimately not worth it. Love and human behavior is something that we actually complicate, but to me, it's quite simple. If someone likes you, they are going to make you feel like they like you. If someone's unsure about you, their actions are going to reflect that. And if someone doesn't want you, they're not going to give you the time, attention, and energy that you need to feel fulfilled. So my advice is, long story short, If someone is playing with your emotions, fuck them on to the next. Trust the universe and the universe will connect you with someone who's worthy of your time. Is Taylor Swift gay? How the fuck would I know? I mean, like, this has been going on for years where people think that Taylor Swift is gay and then she dates guy after guy. And like, who the fuck cares? I'm going to probably get shit for this too, but like, I don't know why people are so obsessed with Taylor Swift. Why are people spending thousands and thousands of dollars on Taylor Swift tickets? It makes no sense to me. She's great. She has great songs. She seems like a great girl. She's pretty cool. But like there has to be a threshold of where enough is enough. And I feel like the obsession is 
beyond that point of enough. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I respect her and I respect Swifties. I think that's what they call them. Everyone do you. Is she gay? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <sighs> we'll see. We're all in it together. Do you like to kiss? <laughs> Such a simple, great question. I'm obsessed with kissing. I love to kiss. I think kissing is sexy. If we kiss and you're not a good kisser, I'm sorry. I don't know if you'll hear from me ever again. I think kissing is like, ugh, I'm getting tense. I'm like getting hot thinking about making out. What am I, fucking 13 years old? Um, Yeah, I love kissing and I think kissing is so important. And a good kisser is even more important. Oh my God, I'm going to literally vom and, because I'm bringing this up right now. But when I was in high school and I was making out with boys still because I was trying to convince myself that I was into boys, I met up with this kid at the park and he was a year or two younger than me, but he was a good looking guy. A lot of girls thought he was so hot, blah, blah, blah. And we were texting for like, I don't know, a week maybe. And, you know, when you're that age, you're like, okay, well, it's like obviously going to turn into a makeout at some point probably. So <laughs> I meet up with him at, at this park in my town and we start making out. Oh my God. My best friends will literally tell you verbatim. That is the worst makeout of my entire fucking life. It was disgusting. I was like, has this kid never watched a movie before? Has he never watched porn before? Where in his mind does he think it's okay to make out like this? Like, this is literally disgusting. His tongue was like probably in my fucking eye. And mind you, I knew since the time I was like 13 years old, probably that I was like a fire fucking kisser. Okay. So the fact that I experienced the most disgusting kiss that anyone could experience in their life actually traumatizing my friends and I randomly still talk about it till this day because it was so bad Whew. all right this is a statement not a question I'm straight but I'd be down for you thank you this one is more of a statement as well <laughs> it says show me your tits well thank you for being very straightforward and bold I respect it I love it I will not show you my tits, but they are great. Um, when's the last time you hooked up with a guy? Oh, now I can't even think about hooking up with a guy because I was just speaking about my worst makeout with a guy and I literally feel disgusted. But the last time I hooked up with a guy, whew, that's a good question. <laughs> oh my God. Um, okay, I'm not going to get into the details of this story because I'm going to wait for an episode where one of my good friends comes on and we speak about it and get into the details because it's fucking hysterical and I need her to like build off of me with this story but it was years ago the last time I hooked up with a guy years and years ago um do you have merch because I want one <laughs> Sam I'm calling you out because I don't know. I want to make you feel special and call you out. Samantha lives in my building and we recently became good friends. And one, you're the sweetest. And two, um, yes, I have merch. Like the fuck? Literally, I'm going to text you after I record this and you can come pick up whatever the hell you want. But that also goes out to 
everyone else listening, email me, DM me. If you guys want sweatshirts, t-shirts, long sleeves, whatever the fuck you want, just tell me and I will send you the merch that I have. Right now I have merch in black and gray. I think I want to get merch in colors that are a little bit more fun. So if you have requests, recommendations, whatever you need, whatever you want, tell me and we can do this shit together. Well, let's wrap it the fuck up. If I did not get to your question or statement, I'm sorry. I kind of want to keep this episode like a little quick and dirty. But next time I do a Q&A, I will save your question and answer it next time around. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Dear Bianca. I love you. Talk soon. Mwah.